Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. Good to be with you. Consternation Monday. Frustration Monday. Usually Mondays, good or bad, are overreaction Mondays. So maybe that is uh, something to look at as well. I think that, uh, you know, those things, competing things can be true. I think you can say that you expect them to go play well. I kind of do. I keep thinking that. I, I woke up thinking that on Sunday. I'm like, hmm. They'll probably play pretty well this weekend against Clemson. They'll be razor sharp in terms of focus against Clemson. We wouldn't have to worry about that. So that element of the game won't be in play. Uh, I I don't, you know, the one thing I can't know, and we're not even allowed to talk about it if I did know, not in detail anyhow, you know, how sick were they? I asked that in the first hour. I do wonder. I mean, if you've ever had the flu, and we all have, you're not doing anything strenuous with a great degree of proficiency. You're not. It's just not possible. So to the degree that guys were under the weather, uh, you know, that that would also be something that if you knew for certain, if you knew like, hey, this guy was sick as a dog, this guy was sick, this is why so-and-so was playing so many snaps because they didn't have another option here, here, or here. Well, then, yeah, maybe it, it would help explain some of the lackadaisical sort of go-through-the-motion plays that we saw in this game and there were a lot of those there were a lot of those so some of its confusion some of it is scheme some of it is frustration from a lack of communication all the things we cited but some of it could very well be that they were sluggish yeah i think that that's it has to be a part of the conversation yeah it is it's, it's definitely it's the reality of what was going on but it's 31 to 10 and a flu doesn't put you in a position where you're going to muff a squib kick you know and it doesn't put you in a position where you're going to turn a blocker loose or a defensive back loose and Lawrence Tofili's in a one-on-one that he never thought he would be by scheme. Now, you don't have to fumble the ball, Lawrence, but you're allowed to block the kid across the way, too. Right. And, and that's the thing is, like, I'm not going to be doing a happy dance for the nine yards per play that we average against Boston College early on and, and the 28 straight points to get us to 31 to 10 because Boston College sucks. They still do. Yeah. That didn't change over the weekend. They didn't magically become right. this, you know, bowl contender seven or eight win program that's going to be top four or five in the ACC. They're still a bad football team that you had beat, and you let them off the hook, as Dennis Green once said a long time ago. And that's not going to be the case this week. Like Mike Norvell said, human nature is to exhale. They're not going to against Clemson. No, no, they won't. They'll Undivided attention, also the understanding of what's at play here. The intensity level will be through the roof from the first snap for both teams. That's not going to be a problem at all. I just want them to clean up the miscommunication. I want them to clean up. Uh, the inconsistency of a play not getting in defensively, the call not getting in defensively from your coaches, that can't happen. It's it's problematic. It's, I'm sure it's been addressed. You can see the anger, and you can hear the anger, I should say, in Mike Norvell's voice when referencing that. There are some things that I also think will get cleaned up just by the nature of the uh, of the game. 
I don't think you're going to be going through the motions against Clemson at any point. The way I'd put it is Mike Norvell had a choice. You know, in the moment after a game, your emotions or your first impressions without seeing the film are going to dictate how you go about conducting a post-game press conference. So that's in its own way, its own thing. But then when you arrive before the media on a Monday, you've had time to prepare how you want to message, what you want to talk about, what you want to fix on, and the emotions that you want to set the tone for the week. You know, how am I going to set the tone for this week? This press conference today sounded not like one after a win. It sounded like a press conference after a loss. And that was before one question was asked. You know, Mike Norvell looks bumfuzzled a little bit by the group that he thought would finish game strong, decided to take a bit of a breather. It's fair for us to interject that perhaps there's a bug going around the team that helps that focus dull quicker than it normally would. Yes. But whatever the case, Mike Norvell decided after 48 hours away from this thing that here's how I'm going to approach a Monday and set the tone for Clemson week. And it wasn't in a, guys, I got to tell you, the adversity we overcame today and on Saturday, you wouldn't believe. I mean, I had guys almost in body bags on my sideline. They were so sick. Right, he didn't choose that. These route. gentlemen, yeah. what yeah, they yeah. powered past, I wish I could have shown you guys film of, of what our, our pregame locker room was like, what our halftime locker room was like. He didn't go that route. Right. He went the exact opposite route, saying there's a lot of – we didn't play up to our standard. Well, I think I think there's two two parts to that. Um, 31-10, you got the game one. It's third and 17. They've, they've conceded the game, and then you give that up. And you, it's unforgivable. You really cannot give that up. And and that pissed him off, and then wh- how we reacted to that made him angry too because then we looked flustered. We seemed absolutely depressed in those moments. Now, he did rightfully point out more than once that he was happy to get the win, as one would be. And I do think it's fair to say, in reaction to that, previous teams might not have. Previous teams probably would not have found a way to win that game. In a way, this was Jacksonville State and NC State all over again. Yeah, there were the- a lot of things that resembled those games. The result was different. And here's what he said that's important to me, too. He said, I was really proud of the response. So what does that imply if you're happy with the response? Oh, after the game? Yes. Yeah, he no. said it today, too. Yeah, he knows they were Yeah, they were furious. And I, I'll just say I, I was told that they were very, very angry with themselves after this game. So I think that they, he, he saw what he wanted to see from players after a game like that. Right. No, but I'm, even t- I'm talking about the, the 28-0 response. That implies that you hated the way you came out. Right, you you can't be happy with a response if you're if you're happy with how they started. There's no response needed. That's just that's how we came out and how we started the game. He certainly wasn't happy with how they finished it. So it's that sequence where they go 28 nothing on that ass and they're up 31 to 10 after 10 to three that he's very pleased with. But if you're happy with the response to get to 28 nothing, that tells me again as a coach, you're assessing that we did not start sharp. Do you think? I thought. There was a lot. I'm going to go back and watch it again. I've watched it a couple times just because I, I, I like watching Mike. I think he's pretty revealing. And I mean that in that I think he's intentionally revealing. I think there's times well, – he's very careful. He's very careful and measured with his words. Uh, he wants to be sure he doesn't roll kids under the bus while also pointing out that he's aware of mistakes that were made, and whether it's a player or a scheme. Or sometimes he sends messages. You can hear it. Sometimes he sends messages to Jordan through the press to other players through the press. And it's not always some sort of riot act that he's reading them through the press. It could just be a reminder, a very simple reminder. Well, and sometimes it's even, you know, getting behind a kid. After Johnny's performance last week, he was really good in practice on Tuesday, but he Mike could have said, yeah, he had a solid day. Instead, he chose to talk about how tremendous he was. You know, that's a confidence mm-hmm. builder. You can send messages in a variety of ways. Today, Corey asked him about uh, Keon Coleman. Yeah. No, and he and said he- it goes both ways. Right. 
Last week, somebody else got more attention. Jaheim Bell had more catches or didn't have a catch, and he went right. on through. Yeah, he th- yeah. he said all that. Yeah, I think he was sending a message to Keon's focus uh, to Keon about focus in this last game. Uh, Keon did not have a good day. No, I mean made some weird choices. It's one of the principal reasons you have a scoop and score. Uh, I thought he had alligator arms on the third down on he the did. first drive. That was pointed out, by the way, um, in the broadcast. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, kind of alluded to. And then also, I thought Keon. Well, because the they thought the throw was behind him, and then mm-hmm. and then they look at it and he goes, "Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. Well, the problem, you know, the problem that snap. You can break down this play. You never know what the quarterback is supposed to be looking at. But if Jordan realizes the rush is coming, I don't think he realized it. Because if he did, Johnny's open on a corner in the end zone. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not even close. I don't think Keon was expecting the ball. I don't think he's. He might be the last read on the play. But then also the defensive tackle drops in coverage, so I think that spooked him. But the D-tackle didn't know what the hell he was doing. He was backing up as he was swatting at the ball. <laughs> but there's that. He turns the guy loose. And then, look, man, the, the the final nail in the coffin would have been the muff on the punt where he's in between. It goes off his shin and out of bounds. Now, we saw that once when we were doke during camp. That was the doke night practice where he did that same thing. But that's just where the avalanche happens to you, and somebody's got to be the one to stop it. Thankfully, the football guys yeah, went out of bounds. for that ball to bounce out of bounds and not the other way. You saw they yelled at him as soon as he came off the field. As they should have. As they should have, yeah. The whole thing was – it was interesting. It was a weird Keon Coleman game. Just a weird Keon Coleman game. He's too good. He, you hold him to the highest of standards. He's too good a player. And, by the way, let's point out, as we did all through camp, Keon has never revealed himself to be selfish. Oh, never. He's never shown – Ha- any of this. So I'm not telling you he's a bad kid and was griping because he didn't get the ball. I'm, I'm not saying that. He had a bad day. That's why I openly, you know, it's conjecture on my part, but I openly wonder how healthy he was. I mean, he didn't look like he was all there. He didn't look focused. He didn't look no. locked in. I mean, it was it was weird. And then there was the end around where he turned it up field. Turn it up field. Right. doing? That's what I'm saying. There were choices yeah. made in this game that suggest he wasn't healthy. I'm going to guess he wasn't healthy because we've never said he was soft. Right. We don't think that he doesn't care. He cares. He's fit right in and worked hard from day one. Jordan Travis has talked about that, how impressed he was with Keon from day one. Yep. So I don't want anybody to think we're inferring that the guy's a malcontent. He's not. No, he's not. 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 No. He had a bad day. He played poorly. He could choose to block more consistently. Game praise last week because he did against Southern Miss a couple of times. It's true with a lot of receivers, but you're right. Um, but here, I mean, I know, we, have, we I know. have founded something new, a bit of a higher standard here about driving kids into the bench. You don't have to be great at it. You just got to try. You know, that's the thing. And he could be a little bit better there, but that's not, I'm not saying that is code for he's right, not a team right, player. Right, 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 This is not Nooney Murray. It's just that that play kind of looked like Nooney Murray. I not saying he's that guy. I'm just saying that's what it looked like for the scoop and score. Who played well? Johnny Wilson played well. Johnny, Johnny Wilson, Wilson played, played well. well. I thought Renardo played well. Renardo Green played very well. He turned the guy loose in the first play, but I don't that's know. a miscommunication. Renardo is not the guy that's no. just going to decide to go freelance. Nope, 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 you're right about this. Just say it. Don't even no caveat. Renardo played well. Yep. Johnny Wilson played well. Jaheim Bell played pretty well. I thought Deloach had his moments. Uh, I know, I know, but it, there was it was a big difference when he was on the field. Well, he's not. a hell of a lot better than Omar Graham. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought uh, Bless played well. In pass pro, he does all the time. He's not yeah. a great run blocker. But he did more than some of our guys in run blocking. We got an issue with a couple of players. I, I watched that. We talked about this this morning. And We got an issue with the right tackle in run blocking. That is correct. Yes. And oh, the center. It's easily identified. Well, th- this is why I say we got to have Mo back. Yeah. So – 
Snapping and pass blocking, you're fine with Washington. Yeah. Run blocking, you're not. Well, he had, you know, Jordan did erase one mistake. There was the ground ball snap, and we got a first down out of it. That was also when the Avalanche was on. That was a big play by Jordan. It was a big play. Big play. It'll be the health of Jordan Travis is not something we've mentioned, and I think it's important here to to talk about this because it will play a part in this football game. I don't know the extent to the shoulder injury. We all saw he hurt the shoulder. There's no, you know, you're not speaking Looked out like of turn. That, We're that watching sl- the game. Yeah, that sleeve might have been a little bit. There might have been something underneath it oh, in the second half. That had to hurt. My yeah. man is, uh, I mean, my man is putting his arm down and jamming his shoulder. I'm like, what are you, don't do that. But anyhow, that's an awkward angle with the elbow up. You can see, I thought, oh, man, I was worried it was a broken clavicle. I was broken. It, it was out of socket. Forearm, yeah, I was fractured. just like, man. Yeah. Humorous. I was just glad it wasn't his throwing hand. Um, but, you know, that's pain, right? So let's hope this is pain tolerance and not structural damage. If this is pain tolerance, as in you have uh, a, a bruise, a bone bruise of some kind or a strain or something like, you know, listen, people get uncomfortable when you talk about this, but the bottom line is football players are gladiators. They are. It's a brutal sport. And I'm just here to tell you that in a game like this, Jordan wouldn't want to be out. And if that means he has to take a shot of Tordal to play a whole game with a left shoulder that he doesn't feel, then that's fine. Because guess what? This is true of everybody that's hurting right now, okay? you let's be Let's be realists about this. Florida State, obviously the stakes are high. We already understand what Clemson is. All right, so what this game means to the season, the whole deal, right? You got to pour everything you can into trying to win this game. Season's not over if you don't, but you got to try to pour everything you can into this game. All right, got it. What do you have afterwards? A bye week? All right, I'm going off the top of my head. Bye week and then Virginia Tech? Yes. All right, so two bye weeks. So basically what you have then is – Don't that Boston uh, College trap. Stop it. Anyhow, you've got a whole lot of nothing for a couple of weeks, few weeks, right? Guys will get right. You'll be all right. You just got to go win this game. So shoot them up <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and let's ride. Well, this is this is where, again, I, I return to there are some things process-wise that are broken this week. Mike Norvell talked about our standards to get better every week, and we didn't do that. And I'm like, okay, that's pretty cut and dry from the coach. Yeah. From the coach. It ain't the media making up a negative narrative. The coach says we failed. That is not something that you can learn from this week against Clemson. They're going to be focused. This is it, man. This is it. You win this one, inside track to all of your goals, every single one of your goals, and you air it out ahead of a bye week. That's why I was hoping that when Lee was teetering west and east, that there was a a scenario by which Boston College could have played us next week after Clemson and then played Virginia in October. I wanted the bye after Clemson. I want you to be able to air it out. Physically, yeah, emotionally, every, yeah. and then lick your wounds. I mean, they had to against LSU. They were tired after LSU. That was physical. The adrenaline rush, the crash, all of that's real. Air it out this weekend, and then you've got well, I don't time. Think, yeah, and I don't think you'll have to worry about that. I Airing it out speaks to emotions and intensity. And pushing past if something's bothering you, but it's not an injury. Yeah, None of those things will be in play this weekend. They will be able to be focused, intense, fired up, playing through pain. All of that will be achieved. Intensity does not help you if you don't get lined up. Intensity does not help you if you don't understand your assignment. And those were the breakdowns that I think are absolutely fair and right to be critical of to ask why is that happening. Now, the responses could be layered. I mean, you had to play a guy 
I think we both know you had to play a guy that you didn't want to play that many snaps. You might have had to play two guys in this game more snaps than you wanted them to play. You may have had, uh, again, some kids under the weather. I thought Patrick Payton played terrible. So there's a kid. I don't know if is that lethargy or is that just he doesn't play assignment football? I, I I'd have to be in the room. I don't know. He was fine the first two weeks. That's an outlier. He yeah. was fine. I just did outlier. a piece on it last week. He's been good. He wasn't good in this game. Yeah. So so there. So it's fascinating to me. Like this could just be a huge outlier. Absolutely yeah. could be. I'm. Uh, I mean, there are aspects that aren't. But yes, they also called some weird stuff for the line. You know, some of these stunts, and then Peyton will drop back after they're twisting. Mm. I, I, don't I know think we're gonna get rid going of half these things. <laughs> I think we're yeah, gonna, right. Yeah. If you, the LSU game plan is is yeah. gonna be fine yeah. here. Their receivers aren't LSU's receivers, well, and their quarterback ain't LSU's quarterback in terms of mobility. And they're also a little banged up. Uh, they're, the Clemson's a little banged up. This yeah. is interesting. Let's monitor very closely the health of certain players for Clemson. I want to go back and watch, but I'm pretty sure I noticed that they had some guys come off the field that are integral to what they do. So I, I, I haven't gone to check today to see where you know if he's addressed that, but it'll be important. The best thing that happened to Florida State on Saturday was the LSU result. You know, because if you're doubting what we are, look at what LSU did. That was an easy and, cover, right and there. doubt no more. Yeah, uh, correct. That was the easy. One. We were both on that one. That was rocking chair all day. Baby. Team total under twenty one and a half. From they could have had twelve quarters. No, in Mississippi it, State. the Mississippi State team's not good though. I've already seen them this year. Correct. That's why I bet against them in this. But that's the avalanche that you would expect from an upper tier team. So you know, again, if you're just looking for was the LSU game a mirage? No, no. In terms of what we're capable of, it's not a mirage. That yeah. LSU team is good, man. Yeah, I think they're pretty good. I agree with you. Chef Cambridge Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, Seminoles, we all know how important it is to score in the red zone, but are you prepared for success in the retirement red zone? Five years leading up to your retirement date and the immediate five years after are a critical time of thoughtful planning for you and your family. And our friend and fellow Noel, Adam Tolliver, and his team at Artisan Financial Strategies are prepared to coach you to victory. Some of us, well, we're at midfield and want to plan ahead. Others are ready to punch it in on the goal line. They're making sure you know how much you can spend without running out of money, protecting yourself and your family against rising health care costs, or carefully planning your legacy, the Artisan team brings a combined 30-plus years of planning experience and world-class resources to help you navigate the way. For more information, just head over to KnollRetirement.com. Now, that's one word, KnollRetirement.com. Welcome back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by Legendary Home Loans, a mortgage experience designed around speed, simplicity, and customer service. Before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com, FSUHomeLoans.com. 
a nice reminder as we come out of the break that uh, I need to thank a few folks here. I uh, have not had a chance to really even look at the chat today, and that often anyhow. George writes, the BC game was a blessing in disguise. FSU's most dangerous opponent is FSU. Could be, could be. I think when FSU's playing well, you're not going to be uh, overly concerned about too many games on this schedule. Yeah, I like how this week, we were going to talk a lot about Clemson this week if it was a ho-hum victory over Boston. This week's all about us. You know, we'll, we'll look at Clemson, but there's a lot now about, all right, here are the issues. How do they address them? Like today, you just want to been, see if they carry over, yeah. Yeah, I think today would have had a lot more Clemson content if it, if it was 31-10 to 10 and they went the way that Mike thinks it could have gone, and, and it probably should have gone. Yeah, um, well, we'll have the rest of the week with Clemson. And, again, I want to see their health, too. I, 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 it's going to be pretty interesting. Robert writes, I'm a self-proclaimed optimist, but I look at this weekend as having all the tape-slash-benefits of an ugly loss without it showing up in the L column. Plenty of ammo for the biggest practice week of the year. It is the biggest practice week of the year. It is, and uh, I do think uh, there's a real element of truth to that in that if Mike was worried about getting their attention, and I don't know that he would have been anyhow, but now he certainly doesn't have to worry about it. I mean, they have to be pretty frustrated. And, um, you know, if you have championship aspirations, and all these team players have spoken of it, then you know that you can't you can't look like that. You can't play like that and expect that uh, you're going to go unblemished. Z-Chan, always appreciate it, buddy. Talk uh, for a Whoa. bit about JT's decision-making. Was he pressing? Is he not seeing the reads? I understand that a one-on-one -on, -one on the perimeter for Johnny Wilson or Keon Coleman is a good play usually, but when it's third and four, you only need four. Uh, he's talking about the Toa Feely play, so that that's a first down if he hits Toa Feely right off the bat, and that's all you need, and he got greedy. No, Jordan's not immune to mistakes. I mean, he's not perfect, and he hasn't been nearly as good as he's capable of being. That's that's the truth. I think he's really a much better player than we've seen in these first three games. That's not to suggest he's played poorly. No, but if he was the quarterback from two years ago, Jordan Travis, you'd be fine with this. You'd say, oh, man, right, I, I really wish he would have made that throw. You yeah, know? yeah. But once you saw the improvement last year and then what's happened towards the end of last season and then all of camp, it's not up to that standard that we've seen. And if it does happen, like it did in the second half against LSU, that gets scary, man. That could get scary real fast. And that's what's in this team. We know it's in them. You know what's fascinating is the when, when he's playing well, he really does do a good job of attacking the middle of the field. And you're right. It's also a level of patience that he shows um, where he's – you know, where he's able to spread the ball around, take what's given to him, and then go from there. It's just a, you know, this was not a great day. It wasn't a terrible day. He could have been worse, but he could have been a lot better. And one other thing, it's a small deviation because last year you went through the numbers about targets and the different mm -hmm. receivers mm -hmm. down the stretch. He was player agnostic. It was who's open. It was and beautiful. And there's just a bit of a deviation now. And I could see how it happens. You got strong personalities. You got guys who are playing in their money year. You got yep. guys who want to put tape out there. It, it can get difficult. And it worked against LSU. Let's be honest. Yeah, it did. You know, Keon proved that, hey, throw me all of camp. It proved itself to be true. But then against LSU, in the big moments, you're trying to separate yourself in that game. One-on-ones to Keon are 8 out of 10 propositions, you know? Well, the good news is if you're watching film and you're Mike and you freeze the tape, you're like, my man, that's seven. That's second and three. That puts us in a position to do this. That's first down. That's right here. You're not going to see everything all the time. But there's a lot of things that he's passing over in order to try to make the big play. So it's an easy conversation to have. It's a really easy conversation to have. And I, and, and I have faith that Jordan will play well. That's the other part of this is when we have the larger discussion – 
Uh, I don't. I, it's not like I'm sitting here thinking he's going to have a year where he's inconsistent th- the whole way. I, I think that it's a real easy trap to fall in when you have this many weapons. It just is. And 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 now if you have a moment like that between a coach and a player, you can say in that film room, "Hey, look, I get it, man. But this is this in this situation, we just need the first down. You know, we're about to run out the game here. This game's over. We just need to hit Tofili right here. That's first down. These are easy examples. Irashfell Warchant.com made the trick trek or trip. Combine the two. Uh, to Boston. Did you get a chance to walk the streets of Boston, buddy? Just a little bit on Friday night. Because with the noon game, it was a little trickier than usual. Usually they play the – a lot of times they'll, they'll play the evening game or late, mid-afternoon game. Um, but, yeah, so I got in Friday night, went down to the North End with some friends, had a little Italian dinner. There you go. And then uh, – and then uh, but Saturday was pretty much all business. You know, if the game had gone the way we thought it was going to go midway through the you third You could have got out of there, buddy. <laughs> I could have wrapped up pretty quickly. But after that, I uh, decided to just go ahead and go get to work. So we've been covering this team a long time, been covering college football a long time. We've watched a lot of things happen, and, you know, you get a sense of things. At what point – did you think, oh, they're going to lose the game? You know, probably um, maybe the uh, Tofili's fumble for a touchdown was like, oh, this might be really be happening. Yeah, this is a um, thing now. It's in play. <laughs> because <laughs> you just can't give them a touchdown. Yeah. Um, that was crazy. And then, you know, I think when they got the offensive pass interference um, on fourth and one, I was thinking, well, geez. And it's a I good mean, play know. call, too. I love that oh, play. Man. I love it. He's yeah. yeah. It's an easy play. Yeah. And if it and if it hits, like it hits, I mean, yeah. they get, that could wrap up the game right there. It so does just, wrap up the game. Yeah. Just a yeah, just a weird, weird game. And it, uh, you know, with the fact that you've got Clemson one week later, obviously everybody's so heightened right now, so everybody's kind of freaking out. But you know, I heard you talking a little bit in the first hour. I'm pretty confident about how they're going to play this Saturday. I think all of the things that might have caused what we saw on Saturday are not going to be in play this week. So we'll see. I mean, the Florida State that played against LSU, they weren't flawless. Right. But that was that looked like people were saying might be the best team in the country. If Clemson can beat that team, congratulations to Clemson because I think that they may see that team on Saturday. Hope so. I certainly will get a team that I think plays angry and hopefully is healthy. You know, we can't know. We're not allowed to speculate to a great extent. But we do know guys were under the weather. Uh, you know, I, I think the things that they have to clean up are the frustrating aspects of the conversation. Like, if you're still having to clean some things up about getting plays in on time and guys being in the wrong position and letting people run free down the middle of the field, that's stuff that you could tell pisses Mike off, and it should. And he sounded angry to me when he talked about that. Ira, did you pick up on that? He seems a little perturbed that that's still a thing. Yeah, but I, I'm going to have to do a little bit more digging around, just talking to people and finding out exactly, is it is it everybody? Is it Well, it's person? not everybody. <laughs> you know, and, and so, yeah. So, yeah. But, but I mean, is it coming from the sideline or is it who then is communicating it from there? Um, I just, you know, it's one of those things that they're not going to roll anybody under the bus, but, I, you know, we'll definitely try to figure out a little bit more about where it's happening. But, yeah, I mean, you know, they, they – they, for all of the debates last year about that defense, when you and I would have debates, other people would have debates about whether or not that was a good defense last year or not. The one thing we could all agree upon, if you look at statistically, they didn't give up a lot of big plays in the passing game. They just right. didn't. They didn't have a lot of busts. Right. Uh, and, and so when you look at this team so far, they have had a lot of busts. They've had wide open receivers. I mean, they're, they've had guys uh, just running free from miscommunication. And so that's got to get better. Um, you'd like to think it'll get better this week because look, man, Clemson is going to run the football. They're going to be good. They're good at, they're great at running the football. They've got a great running back. 
uh, maybe the best running back in the country, Will Shipley. And uh, that's going to create a lot of issues where you've got to devote a lot of effort and attention to him, which, you know, if you've got defensive backs getting bad eyes, you, you could be in trouble. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, this is a fun week for a defensive coordinator in a way because it's all right there on the table. You know what it is, and you can challenge their manhood. You're gonna, I think you you're gonna press and play a lot of guys one on one in those situations. They've done that against LSU. They trusted him. Um, you know, I I thought this was an interesting game plan. I'd love to to know why, uh, what it was they were worried about uh, that you would have two high safeties as frequently as we did from the jump. I don't I don't know. Again, that's where I wonder about the overall health of the team going into the game. Uh, it's just it's just weird. I don't know what they were worried about in the past well, game. Well, I mean, you know, we everybody made fun about it. Uh, the picture, I think Tom might have been one of the first people I saw tweet about, tweet the picture of Adam Fuller walking uh, off the plane or into the hotel or whatever the day before the game, and he had that awful look on his face like he was mad at the world. <laughs> he might have been a little bit concerned about his depth chart uh, and who was available because, like, yeah, I mean, I – I saw. I took a video from the bus outside of the stadium, and a bunch of the players were wearing masks because there are a bunch of players have been dealing with the the flu or a bug. So, and again, that's not an excuse. Mike Norvell has not made one comment no, about it. He hasn't. And yeah, his coaching staff hasn't, and you give them credit for that. But it's the reality, man. When I'm sick, I just want to stay in bed all day, not go play a football game against dudes trying to run me over. So I do think that was a factor. Uh, but I just think it was one of many factors. Again, if that was the case, if you, you know, you did have all that not feeling great and all that, you go into the game, BC's for real. They go right down the field. Their quarterback looks awesome. And, and then, but then you wrestle control of the game back and you take it over and you're up 31 to 10 at that point. You know, I literally, I almost tweeted, and thank goodness I didn't, Jeff. Well, then don't do it now, Ira. <laughs> no, no, I almost tweeted at thirty-one to ten, something along the lines of, That's are, we still firing, "Are we still firing defensive coordinators?" Or yeah, you know, we're, yeah. And, uh, and thankfully, didn't. I didn't. Yeah, because uh, yeah, the next because uh, the answer would have been a resounding yes. Yes, we are. Yes, Ira. <laughs> <laughs> that yes, we are. Um, well, uh, if you can't play through the flu, Ira, I I just can't win with you. I can't win yeah. with eleven Iras. Walking around here wanting to go to bed. It's game day. Yeah. I got I to make a tackle. I'd miss the wake-up call. Sorry, Coach. <laughs> Can't make it, buddy. Well, I think it'll be interesting. I know we'll get to do it on Seminole Headlines. I am curious your thoughts in totality through three games. What are your thoughts about this, this offensive line in the run game? And what are your thoughts on Jordan's play? You know, I think the with Jordan, I'll start there. I, you know, I – I, it was one of the things I, the biggest questions I had coming into the season was like, what do they do with all these weapons? And, and because it's hard to have an identity when you have so many different ways you could score. I mean, you know, Jaheim Bell could be a feature player. Obviously Johnny Wilson can, he has been, uh, obviously Keon Coleman could be Trey Benson could be Jordan Travis could be, you have a lot of guys that could be the featured player on an offense. And so when you have all of these weapons now, what do you do? Do you, are you trying to just, spread the ball around or are you are you just taking what the defense gives you or or do you go this week we're going to feature this guy and because of this matchup and that so that was always something I was going to be interested in and I think from Jordan's standpoint that's got to I, I didn't think about I thought about more from Nor- Norvell's standpoint and Atkins standpoint but I think from Jordan's standpoint there's a there's got to be some decisions there to be made and if you think back to last year I think Jordan was intentionally going to some guys early in the year. I think uh, Pittman, Micah Pittman, for example, I think he was trying to get him going early in the year. And then as the year went on, it was like, no, we got to go to Johnny. So I think you, know, you may see something like that where things are more a little bit 
predetermined um, because, you know, this offense, we know Mike Norvell and Alex Atkins can scheme it up. You mm-hmm. don't need to just find the guy who is a dynamic player. And, and I think it was exacerbated in that game against BC because you had uh, you only had the ball 50-something plays. I mean, they didn't. They had the ball one time in the first quarter. So now you're going through this game, and there's this pressure of, oh, I got to get people the ball, like a point guard. Like I got to get my these guys touches. And so I think maybe that might be playing into it. But I think that you know, as you get into a game like Clemson or some of these big games, maybe it's a little bit more predetermined based on matchups and 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 the game plan for that week. As far as the running game, um, I, I don't know. I'm not putting it much on the offensive line. I'm putting it more on the backs. You know, you watch some of these other backs. I watched, you know, the Colorado, Colorado Colorado State game that night or the Florida Tennessee game. I just saw backs running through contact more than we've seen so far from Trey Benson. And if you look at the statistics, I put it in my 3-2-1 column, the statistics, statistics bear that out. He's not getting yards after contact. He's not making defenders miss the way he did a year ago. Now, it's time to get going, big guy. I mean, last year was the second half of the season. It needs to happen starting this Saturday because I think the offensive line is playing well enough. He needs, you know, the, the backs need to make better decisions, but then they also need to make some yards. Jimbo used to always say, if I've got to draw up or scheme up every yard for you, you're not the right back. Well, right now, Trey Benson's getting the yards that are schemed up. He needs to get some of those additional yards. You know who runs hard all the time? Rodney Hill. That's correct. <laughs> they, but, listen, Trey, but Trey Benson's a pretty special package. Once they get him going. So if they get him going. On. But, I mean, at right. some point, you kind of, you know, I mean, it's a fair thing to start to wonder about. I also happen to like, and I've said it a lot, because I Holmes, I know he didn't play in this game. I kept thinking, hmm. But that that's it's interesting. Uh, well, we'll see. I expect a good week of practice. I know you'll be out there tomorrow. I'm going to try to make it out there tomorrow as well. It's a big week. I think it's a big moment. I think we can agree on that, right? Like, this game does not derail your season if you lose it. But let's be honest. Seven straight, you came into this season thinking, okay, we look like we have the better team if you're a Florida State fan. Through two games, you certainly thought Florida State was going to be the much better team. Now there's a lot of doubt in the air. Now there's a lot of concern. How do they respond to the adversity that they just suffered through in the second half of this BC game, and do they go play a good game? Because it would speak volumes about what this team is and who they are and what this coaching staff is if they right the ship here and go up there and play dominant football and get a win. I think it'd be a big, big deal. If they lose, we're left to wonder again what has to change, if anything. Like, you know, you're going to have these questions that will persist, and you won't get answers for a while, Ira, because you have a bye week, and then you have Virginia Tech. All due respect to Virginia Tech. You just won't get answers for a while. Yeah, and I think they're going to play well. I mean, I just think nobody on that team can feel good about themselves after that game on Saturday. Nobody. And so when they watch that film, and then they go out to practice tomorrow, Wednesday, and Thursday – man, I've got to imagine that they're going to be as locked in, as focused as they've ever been. Because not only are you playing Clemson, who's beaten you seven straight times, you're playing them in their stadium, and you just looked awful against Boston College three days ago. So I think this it may work out where it's the best thing that ever happened to them. If we don't see a great effort for them this Saturday, well, then this season's not going to be what we thought it could be because everything should be lined up for them to play exceptionally well against a Clemson team that can get got. And here's your chance. They got to make it happen. Love it, brother. Talk to you soon. Be good. Thanks, Jeff. Yep. Irashfell, warchant.com. Does a great job for us always. His 321 column is on the website right now, warchant.com. Go read it. Plenty of content there. Plenty of uh, 
insight there. You can go and read it and say, I agree with that. Or, no, I absolutely don't agree with that. That's crazy, Ira. Then you might read the next paragraph and go, oh, well, okay, you've redeemed yourself. That is perfect. And then you might read the next one and go, no, no, that's not so. <laughs> you can do all of that yeah. for just one dollar. What? For two months. A buck. A buck for two months. A buck. It's a YouTube Warchant TV only special. You got to use the code FSU1 at checkout. But we put the link out there. You just go to the site. There's a green login or sign up button. You click it. Use that code. A dollar for two months. You know, you guys want to know who can play through adversity? This guy right here. Me. Same with Tom Wang. We are sitting in here baking. It's 147 degrees in this studio right now because the air went out a few hours before we came on. And I didn't want to bring it up. We didn't want to make excuses. I feel like the show's been very good. But we're playing through agony. The kind of heart that's being shown here on this radio program today is something to behold. Sweating profusely. I've had sweat dripping from my nose while trying to conduct an interview. And heat does uh, dull the focus. We know this. Yeah. It's just you've got to find a way to bring it back around. That's what they did to Herbie Stemple. You know what they should do? They should show the kids in the locker room this show today. Oh, jeez. Just show the kids today what it means to be professional, to lock it in in the face of overwhelming odds. Face, eyes, sweat stinging as I speak. It's amazing. Well, Director Matthews collapsed twice. I had to hold him in my arms and say, you get up. We've got three more segments for the rest of our lives. And here we go. And here he's we are. up. He's pressing buttons. Looks like he's engaged. Yep. That's what it is. It's what it is to be a professional. So shake it off, everybody. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Hey, guys. Our next partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it quite literally every single day. I began using AG1 because, I'll be honest with you, I don't like to take a bunch of pills and vitamins, and I just wanted something that tastes great, was quick, and easy to remember, so I do it. I do it every morning when I wake up. I certainly have it right after my coffee and before I work out, and I will tell you this, too. It is um, a simple, effective investment for your health. You can try AG1 and get five free AG1 travel packs and a free one-year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash JCS. Again, that's go to, all you got to do is go to uh, drinkag1.com slash JCS. That's drinkag1.com slash JCS. Check it out. It's delicious. It's quick. It's easy. It's proven. Vitamins, probiotics, whole food source nutrients. Start your day with it. You'll feel better. I promise. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness, two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Appreciate you, Ira. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Channel TV. You think Duke fans are angry knowing that their coach, who's really good, Mike Elko, will be gone after this year? <laughs> they got to be like, damn it, man, you were too good too soon. Yeah, I can use uh, our own basketball analogy. Maybe that's something that they understand a little bit more. But when Fiondu Cabangale, mm. after New Year's of that season. Started hitting everything and being a dominant force. We're like, damn it, man. Yeah, we're at the under 12, and we're happy because we're up by 12. And then we say, he's gone. Damn it, he's gone. Well... I would think that at 46 years of age, Mike Elko will be the next head coach of Michigan State. So, 
Grand opening, grand closing there at Duke. <laughs> That's a. I mean, we'll have to play well to well, win that game this year. Hang on now. Now, now, what if we drop a fifty burger this weekend at Clemson? Mm. What if we do that? And then Clemson has a forty burger dropped on them by North Carolina. And what about if they play Miami? Oh. and Miami drops another forty burger. Hey, wow! On. Then all of a sudden, Mike Elko might be the new head coach at Clemson. No, no, no. Let him take it on down the road to Michigan State. Seven and three with the Redemption Thursday wagers this week. Hey. We are now a few games above five hundred. That's a good thing. All right. And uh, in my personal life, I, uh, as you guys know, hit on those player props yet again. Mm. Also took the over in the Florida State BC game. Didn't think we'd arrive at that number the way that we did, but it worked out well, and uh, that was good. Good on you, BYU. Good on you, Duke. Just a a good day at the office. Did you find time to enjoy the NFL slate yesterday? I did. I laughed. I mean, uh, we're two and zero oh. now. Mm. That'll end because we play the Eagles next. But Baker Mayfield out here playing well. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe maybe not. Because we can stop the run. Yeah. Well, 20 to 17. <laughs> That's what it would take. But that one o'clock window, the finish of it was excellent. Crazy. Bunch of overtime games and everything yeah, else. Yeah. 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 That was a, it, was, it was a good time. Uh, Zaxby's is a good time. Mm. Especially when you hit one of 53 neighborhood Zaxby's here in Tallahassee. They are bountiful. So is the food. 18 years, the owner of Zaxby's has been a booster. Uh, Golden Chief. For Florida State, that's it's huge, and uh, so not only contributing to satiating hunger all throughout the capital city, contributing to victory on the football field as well. When old Gino used to say, "Dance to the war chant," right. they're dancing at Zaxby's. That's right, all of them, especially with the spicy Zax sauce, mm, the tongue torch. Fifty-three locations in Tallahassee. Just swing on by, get you some Zaxby's tonight on your way home. Maybe it's Monday. It's hectic. You didn't really feel like going back to work today. Are you? <laughs> Yeah, after the way the game finished. Yeah, I need, I need, I need another days. day. I need yeah. another day. I need another day to get this off my chest, damn it. Are you, uh, are you making the ride up? What are, what are you doing? Have you made your decision? No, I'm going to stay here and watch it. Okay. I've decided I'm going to stay here. I could have. I, I thought about it. I'll tell you why. A you want to go halvesies on a platter on Saturday? A little sure, free game? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. We could do that. I'm in on that. Um, one of the reasons is my dad's coming to town to catch my boys' games this week. Oh, nice. So, so he, you can watch together, the yeah, generations. So we're gonna, yeah, we're going to be watching generationally some football here this week. And so then I said, well, you might as well just stay through the weekend. We'll make it a long week together. It'll be great. Nice. Right into the bye. Right into the bye. Did the kids get to honor the bye week by not doing anything? Or did uh, they have to go to school? They still have to go to school. Oh. Yeah, they still have things they got to do. There's no honoring the bye. Come on. We may honor the bye with a little morning Jeff Cameron show recording, playing some <laughs> golf later on is what we may honor the bye with, my friend. We uh, may do that. Yeah. So you're like one week. And this morning I walked out and there were football wins. Yep. Wasn't that something? What do they sound like? Oh, it's real now. They were there. Now, I know they didn't last. I know it was 85 or 86 or whatever the hell it was today. Supposed to be 61 tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. Man alive. Munch on that. You know how you are driving down the road and you'll see runners, people who like to run? Yeah. Um, yes. Not not people getting food from the back of no, the house to bring no, to the front no, of the house? No, runners, joggers, people who are staying in shape by running. Too often, if they're male, they're wearing shorts that are exceedingly <laughs> too short and it's a disturbing, it's, it's just disgusting. Cheeks are hanging out. It's terrorism. And uh, I'm driving down the road, and I'll glance over. And I'm like, sir, keep it together, man. Wear some shorts, some real shorts. No hope pants out here. Keep it together. But, yeah, there they are jogging. Well, 
I wouldn't fault the individual tomorrow if you're running mm. and it's 61 and perhaps you're in Speedos just enjoying the moment, <laughs> the briskness that has hit home. If you had, you might look over and see me. No, no. I, you know what? That means I'm not going to look over anyway. Uh, keep my eyes straight ahead. I certainly won't be in your backyard at four in the morning. That's that's where I will not be. No, <laughs> that's a dangerous place to be. It, oh no! At any hour. No. If you had to wear a speedo, what would you put on it? What, what kind of design? Oh, I, no, I, I don't know. I've never thought about you know, it. Well, you've asked Eddie about it for the pool. Uh, yeah, just to have fun. Um, Could be Eddie's face. I would say, you know, a big banana on the front. <laughs> that that would be my design. Tremendous. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's disturbing when I see it. I'm like, guys, keep it together out here. In that elk, I think I'd put uh, a hammock, just a, a picture of a hammock. I like it. Yeah, that's pretty funny too. Let's do some probables, uh, and let's let's thank our friends at Power Mill. Power Mill Sports, yes, they are helping your young lad or lassie have the fundamentals necessary to go out and play good baseball or softball. That's so you get the most enjoyment out of the game. That's a good thing. Cue it up. It's time for, how you say, with the pitching, uh, probables? We're in the third inning already. Cleveland's up two to nothing over Kansas City. I'm shocked that it is not a certain pitcher on the hill for Kansas City who is always on the hill for Kansas City when I do probables. It's instead Cal Quantrill versus Brady Singer. We got the Twins and the Reds. Joe Ryan, Connor Phillips, Mets, Marlins, Jose Buto, Edward Cabrera. White Sox, Nationals, Mike Clevenger, Joan Adone, Phillies, Braves. Hey, now. There's a matchup here. Zach Wheeler and Kyle Wright. Let's go. Brewers, Cardinals, Freddie Peralta, Adam Wainwright. Red Sox, Rangers, Cutter Crawford. Cheater. Jordan Montgomery. Orioles, Astros, John Means, Justin Verlander, Rockies, TBD, Padres, Michael Waka. We got the Mariners and the A's. Brian, woo! J.P. Sears, Tigers, Dodgers. Eduardo Rodriguez and Lance Lynn. That's a look at those that shall reside on the bump. You know, in honor of that cooler weather, Tom, we think about the hot tubs that abound mm-hmm. over at Pinchapenny. And if you don't believe me, go check out their massive 12,000 square foot showroom. Over 50 hot tubs in stock right now. It's a massive showcase of comfort. And yeah. you could maybe get in one of those babies for just $99 a month. Oh, look, it's 100% free after you pay for it. <laughs> so go get it done. Greer Street. Uh, it's a pinch of penny on Greer Street. You go to the other pinch of pennies, it won't do you any good. Got to go to the one on Greer Street. <laughs> you'll walk into those pinch of pennies and be bitterly disappointed. The one on Greer Street, you're like, this is heaven. Mm-hmm. Look at all these Sir, hot tubs. What about those $99 down? Then they give you a stone cold stunner and tell yeah, you to get out of get here. Get out. Get out. Yeah. Here's some chlorine. Yeah. Get you some of this chlorine. Sweeten your bathtub. Get out of here. I remember having to go buy, uh, buy bags of chlorine uh, for our pool back uh, back in the day. I hated it. Mm. No matter where you put the chlorine, you just, ah! We had to do the water softener mm. for the water yeah, machine. Yeah, man. Yeah. Those are the 40-pound uh, pellet bags. Yeah. Felt like such a man when Dad said, all right, you're on your own. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Good work out of you, sir. Good work, Director Matthew. Exhale, everybody. Be well. We'll talk to you later. Peace.